Welcome to Executive Tools. Skip Blindness, Part 2. This cast answers these questions. How does skip blindness happen? What can I do to increase my insight in my skip situations? What responsibility do my directs have and keep me informed about their directs? If you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Folks, if you're listening to Executive Tools, you're somebody who's already an executive or is thinking about becoming an executive, and I appreciate you doing that. And we're making a rare exception here just to let you know once again about our M conference, October 26th and 27th. It's two days long. We have 10 speakers from across the Manager Tools community and from multiple industries talking about multiple topics. We don't take volunteers. We reach out to those people who uh, we know have something special to share. Joining the M conference gets you a number of years of free licenses. In addition, it signs you up for our speaker series, which we do once a month and deliver over Zoom. And those are outstanding. We just had one by one of the program managers for the U.S. Air Force and Navy's F-35 program talking about his growth into an executive during a very difficult time, during a very difficult project. And at the M conference, maybe what we're hearing is the most important thing from our attendees is the growth in their networks. You'll meet everybody at the conference, and we encourage, when we leave time for, chances for you to network with your fellow attendees. Grow your list of friends, people you can call on, and of course, people you can help as well. M conference, October 26th and 27th, Chicago. Come to the website, sign up, or send us mail and ask us questions. We'll be happy to help. Okay, we got more. I got we have more. Dude, wait, there's, there's more. more. Wait, but wait, there's more. For only nine ninety five. Skip levels for those who want to. Yeah, to actually. Dude, why would we do skip directs? levels? Yeah. Once you've rolled out one on ones and feedback, if you're a director or above, if you're an executive, it's time to start doing skip level meetings. We're not going to go through all the guidance, uh, like the agenda, which is in our previous guidance called skip level meetings. But remember, your managers are not invited to your skip level meetings. And you don't do skip levels like one-on-ones. In fact, when I mention skip level, they say, oh, people say to me all the time, oh, I, I, I do that. I said, really? Doesn't, doesn't sound like it. We were talking about one-on-ones earlier. Doesn't sound like it. And she says, yeah, skip one-on-ones. I said, what? Really? No, that's not a skip level meeting. It's completely different. Well, no, it's a one-on-one with a skip. Yeah, we don't do those. Now, look, if twice a year you sit down with everybody in your organization for 15 minutes, that's not a one-on-one. At some point, uh, we, I, we have something coming out, uh, actually came out today in things I think I think about somebody who wrote in about, I won't give away the story, but about very infrequent one-on-ones that always ran long because there's so much to talk about. It's funny. But no, if you want to meet twice a year with every person in your org, because you're a director, that's okay. But that's not a one-on-one. It is a one-on-one meeting, but it doesn't follow the one-on-one principles that we've sussed out after years of gathering data. Skip-level meetings are group meetings, and you're probably going to learn some stuff that are going to be worth talking about in your one-on-ones with your directs. Yeah, I enjoyed them immensely. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, I skip levels. Are that got all, got, great. I got yeah. all sorts of feedback from managers. I don't oh, know, like, like, oh, like, really? We talked about this and like everybody understood what was going on except your folks. Like what's going on there? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm 
regularly surprised, which in my in our business, it's not good to be regularly surprised, but I am regularly surprised by the the shutdown. I, I shouldn't use that strong word, but the shutdown of communications, right? We'll say it later here, but managers are not communicated to, they're communicated through, but managers just forget that. So look, let me continue on our stuff. We're having too much fun here. We're talking too much. Open door policy. You got it. If you're a director, you not only have to have an open door policy, you have to formally publicize it. Okay. And we always say this when we're talking about open door policies, an open door policy, folks, does not mean your door is always open. It doesn't. What it means if the, the, is that if an employee takes a complaint or an idea to their manager, they are guaranteed an opportunity to pursue it with you, your, their director, and further if they wish. And there's more guidance in there. So you saying my door is always open is not the same thing. You have to tell people, if you talk to your boss, you don't get satisfaction. I guarantee you, you can have time with me. Now, if it's urgent, I'm, I might meet with you urgently, but don't ask for an urgent meeting with me if it's not urgent. You will have my time and you will have it soon, probably before the weekend. But you know, your lack of planning does not justify an urgency right. on my part. And, and it's not as if you roll it out and you tell people you have an open door policy that you're going to be, there's going to be a deluge of, of yeah, yeah. people coming into your office. That's not my experience. And there are times if there's abuse going on or something where they don't have to talk to their manager. I know of at least a couple of cases in my career where managers specifically, privately, verbally countermanded their boss's open door policy, shook a finger at their directs and says, don't ever let me catch you going to the boss. That would not That'd be, be a firing offense, in my opinion. How about the, uh, I call these the Dan McGuire meetings. How about all hands town halls. Dan was yes, great Dan, at town Dan, halls and people Dan invented them. them. He Dan McGuire invented them. He also invented the McGuire hump by the horseman curve. Now, Dan is very good at him and has such a wry, dry, ripping sense of humor <laughs> that I can imagine him in front of four or five hundred people, just um, people asking tough questions and him making a joke that brought the house down. When you become a director, it's time to consider all hands meetings or town halls. All hands, generally, all hands meetings are for one topic, like a new product rollout or system change or something like that. Town halls are more broad ranging and always include time for an open Q&A. By the way, don't be afraid to ask for questioners' names if they're new in your org. Mm. And if you have a 500-person org, you're going to have some new faces out there and ask them to stand up to the microphone stand up and say your name and who you work for and what you do, and then ask your question. And I got to tell you something. We're getting town halls now and all hands where it's on Zoom and people are allowing anonymous questions. There's an anonymous chat made up in the, you know, some tech process that allows for anonymous questions as opposed to in the chat of the Zoom call, right. for instance. And I have to tell you, not a big that's fan. bizarre to me <laughs> yeah, not a that big is fan. just bizarre that's not how things work if you have a problem you want to talk to your boss fine you can if you're if your boss disagrees you can come and talk to me and you can go and talk to my boss as well you can it is possible at some level that your request or complaint is so small that somebody senior will simply say no i'm supporting your boss and that's that and you don't 
you know, you can't win them all. If it's worse than that, if it's ugly, if it's dangerous, if it's unethical, you don't have to talk to your boss, come to me. And if it's that bad, you can get me within 24 hours within the business day. Uh, I'll answer my phone at two in the morning if I know it's you. But being able to do that anonymously, no, no. An anonymity is not a friend of trust. Because if I don't know where something's coming from, I can't associate the trust with that communication to give it heft that will allow me to justify taking action. And I think there are far too many professionals who believe that anonymity, anonymous stuff is the way to go. My argument against that is look at social media. Yeah. How's that working out? Yeah. You can't avoid the trolls. And it's because of the anonymity that people believe the web ought to provide. And I actually don't think it should. Okay. Next skip conversations. This happens to be one of my favorites. It's not a system per se, but it's basically a way of thinking when you're in meetings with your skips, notice their behavior. Okay. You probably already spent enough time with your directs in meetings where where, where your skips aren't there. So when your skips are there, pay special attention to them. Ignore your directs. You're going to see them in an hour or two anyway. Pay attention to those who never speak up. Maybe because their boss is there, right? When the meeting is over, don't rush off to your next meeting, looking at your watch as if the CEO has summoned you and my, aren't you important? Talk to your skips one at a time or in groups too, depending upon how the situation presents itself. Ask them how they're doing. By the way, don't ask everything okay. That is you begging for a yes and wanting credit for asking how people are doing. It's a hogwash move. I almost said a different word. Okay. Think about how bad things would have to be if you asked your directs everything okay. How bad would it have to be for one of your directs to say no? It'd have to be pretty darn bad. And you're not looking for pretty darn bad. Okay. So ask, how are you today? That today, by the way, improves the the variability of the answers you get. Okay. Now you're not, your job is not to solve everybody's problems. Sometimes they need a pep talk. Sometimes they need reinforcement of the standard that's not going to change. Sometimes they just need to be told you believe in them. You know, questions like what problems are you facing today? What do I not know about? What's in your way? What resources do you need? Listen for pauses in their answers. Pay attention to their body language. Okay. Now, by the way, the first time you talk to somebody, you're not going to know their body language. But after the 10th time, you should. You should, yeah. And you should be able to ferret something out. If you sense something, follow up privately. Text them or Slack them and say, hey, why don't you stop by my office later in the day? We'd love to chat further. Uh, Or approach them at lunch or whatever and say, hey, why don't we sit over here and chat for a minute? Just for a minute. You don't need 30 minutes. You can give them five. And don't be afraid to say, hey, I kind of got the impression something was off yesterday. I just wanted to follow up. Everything okay? Anything specific you want to talk about? Look, you can't force them. This isn't, you know, you're not Torquemada, but you can follow up. Following up is not the Inquisition. Don't worry about their managers worrying about the conversation you're having with them. You're doing your job. Right. That's, this is part of your job. Expect what you inspect. 
And yeah, this is a form of inspection. Let's not, let's not, you know, pussyfoot around that. If one of your subordinate managers doesn't like it, we have to wonder what are they afraid of? Managers who want to control their, what their directs say to you are a problem. Now, look, the fact is a lot of skips are not going to say much. You're right if you assume that, but only if you, only if you take the first couple of instances, far too many managers and direct senior directors and VPs have gone around and asked every once in a while for questions for input and not gotten any, because the first time you ask, they're not going to say a lot. Okay. The key to making a skip conversation work is to keep asking regularly, right. to mm-hmm. keep pushing. In, in, in our previous manager tools guidance about asking for input from your directs, we recommended basically similar approach. We said at the end of your one-on-ones with your directs, and we were thinking individual contributors here, but it wouldn't have to be. We recommended that for 12 weeks, you're going to ask at the end of your one-on-one in the last minute, can I do anything different? What changes do we need? The first time you ask, you're going to get no, 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 fine, nothing, fine, got to go, right? You might get platitudes for a couple of weeks after that. By the 12th week, they'll realize you're serious and they'll start to sneak stuff out on the side with a little bit of shading so that you can't prove that it came from them. That's how you do it. You keep asking all the time, right? People see CEOs and they see them walking around shaking hands and so on. The problem is too many CEOs are doing it for a uh, photo op and you actually have to stop and slow down. And if you've got 500 people in a room, it's really, really hard to do, particularly if you're a CEO, because there'll be people glomming all around you. In your meetings, when you've got two layers or three layers, you, your directs, and their directs in, in, a, in a meeting, visit with them for five minutes. Heck, when you see it on your calendar, tell your admin if you have one, tell them or her to put 15 minutes after that meeting on your calendar and tell whoever's next, you're going to be late and you're going to visit with people. That's a good reason for being late. But hey, or better yet, me. plan it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, next. Succession planning reviews. Look, you're a director. You got to start thinking like an executive about personnel. And that means systems for personnel. Okay. And personnel development. Feedback and reviews work for managers. Okay. And coaching and delegation. But skip blindness means you have to ask your managers to evaluate their people regularly outside of the organization system so that you know you're putting good input into the organization system when it comes time, assuming annually in most cases, to do so. The easiest way to do that is baseball cards. We just did a podcast about baseball cards. Quarterly or at a minimum semi-annually for each manager's team of people. And I will add further guidance about, we will add further guidance about baseball cards on how to conduct those meetings uh, in a future executive tools cast. If you're not well-informed, a potential review cycle could turn into a steel cage deathmatch meeting for you where you are not ready, you are not prepared, and you don't have allies in the fight to save some of your people. You won't be, certainly won't be enough of a champion for your best people. So that's another one. Performance review oversight. In most review systems, the immediate manager writes the review, but the director 
the boss's boss, the skip level boss, signs off on it and approves the review. The problem with that is that with everything else going on and the complexity of reviews and the administrivia involved in them and so on, it's easy to just scan your skips reviews and to not pay attention to it. Okay. Meet with your managers. It, it, it's not going to take you more than 45 minutes. If you put it on your calendar now for during review season, right before when reviews are due, it won't be that hard to say, okay, we're going to extend our one-on-ones that week. And in my portion of the one-on-one, you're going to have sent me the reviews you've written on everybody for approval. And I'm going to approve them. I'm going to ask you questions about them and so on. And by the way, I'm going to ask you questions, sorry, um, because I want to understand them fully because they're part of the talent management I'm supposed to be doing for HR and the CEO and my VP, who I'm scared of, because she keeps saying it's all about people. Well, okay, maybe it is. And then you have to be willing to make edits to them because you know something about how your organization does things. Mike, remember in the senior rater comment section of our officer evaluation reports, you were either, you were, Truly outstanding, I think, was the phrase you wanted. You wanted a top block. I won't go into the details. Pretty gory, folks. But you also wanted truly outstanding in the first line of your review. And if you weren't truly outstanding, if you were just outstanding, then you were a B-plus player, but you weren't an A player. Yeah. As I recall, we both were truly outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. We did well. God, we shouldn't be talking about that here, but. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a long time ago. I was happy when we were young. That. I was yeah. very happy about it. Yeah, so you should know your skip strengths and weaknesses. And by the way, if you have five layers in your org, the things we're talking about doing, you've got to ask your managers, your directors, and your managers to do as well. Um, another thing: email chain oversight. We we said it earlier. Uh, a manager is communicated not to but through. When you forward an email from above, we've recommended this before. Mm. Don't do a naked naked forward or just throw in an FYI. And there, there's some administrivia you can do that for, but not for the big stuff. Uh, for operational guidance, if you forward an email, and email does make some of that stuff better, it reaches more people more quickly. Explain what you think this means for your managers, for your organization. And then here's what I used to do. Ask them to copy you on their forwards to their team. Mm. They should be doing the same thing. Hey, this is what Mark said about us, about uh, the entire org. Here's how, when I drill down through this, here's what I think it means for you all. And it's easy to explain your request for doing so because as the director your response, I mean, one of the things you'd find out when they copy you on the forward is what does it mean for their organization? Right? Yes, they're exactly. Telling their, they're you telling don't their know. directs, right? You don't you may know, not know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it also tells you they did it. Yeah. They actually well, of course. told their people. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But- yeah. And your skips will know that you know that their managers did it, which is helpful. It provides air cover for them. Okay, I've just talked a great deal. Sorry, folks. Let me let me summarize here. There's a lot of guidance. And, you know, when you think about it, though, 
there's even more guidance for an ex- for executives because as your organization grows vertically, you have to put in place systems to allow you to see and hear all the way through the organization down to the bottom. If you don't, you'll be surprised when a star performer leaves and you didn't see it coming because you will have become skip blind. Well done, my friend. I really fun. enjoyed that. This is that was fun. This is great. Yeah. This is yeah. great stuff. Huh. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, sir. Thank you all. Have a great one. <laughs>